0: Welcome. You're listening to audio from Haddington Elam Church. We hope that you're encouraged and challenged by this week's message. Jumper. In case you didn't know the definition, it's a garment worn by a child when its mother is feeling chilly. That's what a jumper is. Not a child, as usually says that they want to wear it. A mother is a person who, seeing that there are only four pieces of pie for five people promptly announces that she never did care for pie. There isn't a dad, a dad's like, too bad, too bad. I'm having two of those slices. A mom would give up her slice of pie, just like she'll be happy to share her flake. I like this one, Rudyard Kipling says, an ounce of mother is worth a pound of priest. And then lastly, one more. There are few things more powerful than the faithful prayers of a righteous mother. And I would always say, I had a friend in high school who was in a backslidden state, and I used to say, you got a problem. His name was Josh, and I said, Josh, you got a problem. You got a praying mom. And there's only one thing more scary than a praying mom. Do you know what that is? A praying grand. Tell you what, she got the the calluses on her knees because she's putting up prayers for her kids and grandkids. Many years ago, a greeting card company offered free cards to inmates from a prison to send mothers on Mother's Day. Nearly all the prisoners took the offer and sent cards to mom. So the greeting card company was somewhat encouraged by the success, and they decided that they'll make the same offer for Father's Day. They offered free cards, and they had very few takers, because there's something special about mums. Dads are great being a dad myself. Dads are great, but mums are superheroes. There are many mums described in the Bible. In fact, just a few months ago was December and we were looking at Mary. Do you know that it's really scary when you're, you know, being a first-time mum? She brought forth the Messiah in less than ideal circumstances, in a manger of all places. They had no idea what would happen. They didn't have what to expect when you're expecting that real popular book that would give you some clues. And I remember even our daughter, when, when she was uh, having her first child, she, she was really nervous and afraid. She didn't know what the, that was going to be like. And then by the time her second child came along, oh, that's just old hat. She wasn't afraid. They didn't even have a hospital or a midwife to help them. No Lamaze classes to help them through. No, nobody explained to Joseph how to coach in breathing. But thankfully, everything turned out okay. We're going to look back a few centuries before that. If you do have your Bible, your phone, your tablet, we're going to be looking at Exodus chapter 2. And it makes it easy. It's pretty close to the front if you're flipping through. We're introduced to a mom, and it's not till later that we're even told her name. Her name was Jacobed, and her name means Jehovah is her glory. Her tale is quite exciting, as her son would be very important. To the Jews, his name was Mashi. We know him as Moses. I remember one time someone was talking and they were saying the Hebrew names and I remember trying to think, Mashi? Somebody it starts with M. Moses is what we call him. She's one of the many mums that is amazing and described in the Bible and we're gonna look at her story. Beginning in verse one. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and bore a son and when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. And I just have to pause for a second because he was beautiful and she hid him. You always hear about people who maybe their baby isn't so beautiful wanting to hide them. He was beautiful and she still wanted to hide him. But when she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. And she put the child into it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him because the Pharaoh had said, All the male children that are born of the Hebrews, you have to throw them in the river. So, technically, and this is where I just think it's so amazing, technically, she did exactly what Pharaoh commanded and put her son in the river, but she put him in a waterproof basket. And strategically placed them in the river. She didn't just toss them in. But maybe she waited to see and time it up just right. I'm sure she made sure that basket was river worthy. It wasn't just the initial go and there it went sinking down. She probably made sure that it was going to be able to float. And that it was worthy of the river. This symbolizes the ark of Noah that he built. That saved his family and the human race. We can certainly thank Noah, those of you that maybe never thought about it before, but he obeyed God and built the ark. This child would be used by God to save the people. The basket was waterproofed and sent to float down the river, and she trusted his care to God's hands. It still must have been a scary thing to do. We sometimes can be so far removed from the story and think, oh, that's great, we know how it turns out. We flip the page and can see... The outcome, but she didn't know that. Continuing on, verse 5. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile with her maidens walking alongside the Nile. And she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid. And she brought it to her. And when she opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the boy was crying. And she had pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go ahead. So the girl went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me and I will give you wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. The child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. And she named him Moses and said, because... I drew him out of the water. This is an amazing story. One of my favorite people in the Bible is Moses. I'm sure all of you have probably one or two of your favorites. Just love everything in this story of Moses. One of my favorite people, one of my favorite characters in all of the Bible. Even his birth is miraculous. He was destined to be destroyed by the edict of Pharaoh. For Jochebed to place the three-month-old baby in this basket in the Nile River, was very risky. Have you ever considered that if people were obeying the edict and throwing their babies into the river, that for crocodiles and other animals, crying baby was the dinner bell? I mean, that could have signaled them just to come. And if you've ever seen any kind of like crocodiles feeding, I mean, there's just no getting away once you're in, in their uh, grip. And so this crying baby, she puts him in this basket, which to those animals was the dinner bell. This poor baby it says is in a basket crying and God used the tears of a crying baby to melt the heart of the pharaoh's daughter. A baby's cries were the first weapon in his war, God's war against Egypt. His mom launched him by the reeds and timed it out so Pharaoh's daughter would be there taking her bath. Again, she could take precautions but she still couldn't guarantee the outcome. She could hope for what could happen but she couldn't direct anything. This is more than she can bear but she trusted God to take care of him. For some of us, we have to trust God, especially when our kids grow up and they're gonna launch out. We have to trust them in God's care because sometimes we lose a bit of influence in their lives. The daughter of Pharaoh had compassion on the wee boy and took him as her son. Maybe she opened up that basket and was like, he is beautiful, what a beautiful little boy. It'd been scary if she opened it up and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. God rewarded the faith of Jacobed, the mom and dad, as they trusted him in hiding Moses for three months. They also trusted God by putting him in the river. God skillfully guided their faith. He guided the current of the Nile and the heart of Pharaoh's daughter to fulfill his plan and purpose. Friends, this is a glimpse into how God works out his plans and purposes unseen by us. Because we could say things in life or just left to chance. Maybe it was just chance that the river flowed this way. But God is working behind the scenes that we don't see. And many times he's working in our lives or the lives of our loved ones that we don't see. And this is a glimpse of how God works. He uses a variety of methods to achieve his purpose in our lives and in the earth. I've had this thought and it's what I'm going to say, but God is always big picture God sometimes we just think of the next step or we think of the next thing or or where is God moving or what's God doing God's always bigger picture God's multi-generational you know sometimes we're praying for our children God says that he keeps his promises to a thousand generations he's always big picture God God's always looking at the bigger the the wider much more than our mind can conceive he is always big picture God Warren Wearsby says this, whenever God wants to accomplish a mighty work, he often starts by sending a baby. This is true in the life of Isaac, Joseph, Samuel, John the Baptist, and Jesus. Could this be why Satan is always trying to kill children and infants, even in the womb? Could it be God is using these, these boys that I've listed here. In Romans eight twenty eight it says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. Moses would grow up and go on to be the man that God used to deliver his people from their bondage in Egypt. His mom risked arrest, or even worse, for disobeying the order to kill her son. Pharaoh's daughter also risked disobeying the command to kill the Hebrew baby boys. She wasn't like she went home that day and was like, look what I found in the river. She probably didn't let him know that she had found this little boy. Jacobed, it says, had three children, Miriam, Aaron, and Moses, all of whom were prophets. God had his hand on this family his parents are actually listed in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11, and it says in verse 23, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. The disciples, when they were being challenged by the religious leaders, it said that they said to them, we ought to obey God rather than men. Pharaoh then was thought to be a god to the Egyptians. Moses' parents were willing to die to save the life of their son. When the baby Moses could no longer be concealed at home, his dad could have said something like this to his mom. What now? It's three months. Someone's going to notice that we've had a child. Someone's going to hear him crying. What do we do now? It's no longer possible to hide him. A neighbor or someone else might report them to the authorities because everyone could be a spy for Pharaoh. Moses' mom, Jochebed, may have said something like this. Well, how, how in the Bible, sometimes we need to look at the Scriptures, how does God save those who are about to die? They remembered, ah, the ark. They remembered Noah when God condemned the wicked world to the flood. He said, build an ark and it will save your family from the danger and destruction the ark was, was to be covered inside and out with tar and pitch, meaning it was waterproofed. It kept the water out. When it was finished, Noah and his family went inside, and the storms of judgment came, and the rain battered the ark, but the people inside were saved. His parents may have said to each other, that is how God saved people who were about to die. He put them in an ark. Friends, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm not saying we necessarily need to build an ark and we need to get our, our tar and pitch skills up to date. But we can look at the scriptures and see how God has done things in the past and we can trust Him. In their case, they made a little ark and covered it with tar and pitch just like Noah. And they put their baby in it and placed it in the Nile where death was certain. They didn't know the outcome would be a positive one But they knew that that was worst case scenario, their baby could die. That that little basket was the object of faith between them and God. No one knew what they were doing, but they put their baby in this basket and they launched him out. I mean, honestly, imagine that. Imagine just launching out your child into a river where you don't know what's going to happen. They may have said, we cannot save our baby from death, but God Can and they put his life into God's hands. God always honors faith like theirs, and they truly stepped out in faith. They also got to see the reward of their faith. She actually received wages for nursing her own son, and that's why for me sometimes I think that God has a sense of humor. She got paid to nurse her own son. Any mom would probably love to be paid to do that their own child. Not only that, she was able to make sure that he was safe because she could see that Pharaoh's daughter cared for him. So she knew she could have that that knowledge to know her son is safe. And she could also teach him. So not only could she have him, she could nurse him, she could teach him about his people, about mom and dad and his siblings. God orchestrated all this behind the scenes. And he's working in our lives and the lives of our families behind the scenes. Keep that in mind. And I said, as that one quote, if you're praying, mom, praying, grand, praying, dad, praying, grandpa, just keep praying for your family. When Herod ordered that every male child born in Bethlehem, two years old and under, was to be killed, Gabriel appeared and warned Joseph in a dream take your family to Egypt. Here, God is again protecting a child from the orders of execution. And then he said that he would raise up a prophet because we're talking about Moses. And he said that he will raise up one like Moses. And in Acts 3.22, Moses said, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. To him shall you give heed to everything he says to you. And it will be that every soul that does not heed that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among his people. In the life of Moses, in the life of Jesus, we see parents Putting everything on the line, risking it all to save their children. They took risks to ensure that their boys would live. Their mums risked everything to change the course of human history. What would have happened if both mums were given to the status quo? Oh well, we're just a bay and, you know, oh well. But they were like, no, we're going to obey God. We're going to trust God. Whatever come, we're going to trust God. Friends, we need to have that. Whatever come, we need to stay walking after God. Whatever come, I think sometimes we have to have that resolve within us. Whatever may, whatever come, I want to follow you, God. Because even even if, if it's the end of my life, you will take care of my eternity. Moses grew up to be the deliverer. Of his people and the law bringer. That most of all Western society's laws are based off of those original Ten Commandments of God. He brought the law. Jesus is the deliverer of all of us. Our Savior. Moms are very important. There's another quote up here. N.K. Jemison has said, There is no greater warrior than a mother protecting her child. Not even Uhtred of Bebenberg. Is a greater warrior than mum. Stephen Herrero says this Well, there are many characteristics that make up a good mother, protecting their young is a common quality that both the human and animal mother share. The mother bear has always been the quintessential example of a mother's love, and this is mainly because of their fierce protective nature. It is a widely accepted belief that the most dangerous place to be is between a mother bear and her cubs. According to bear.org, 70% of human deaths caused by grizzly bears are related to a mother grizzly bear protecting her cubs. Whereas all bears may not be the perfect example of a protective animal mother, grizzly bears definitely exhibit the trait. Grizzly bears are pretty big and they're pretty fearsome. We've seen them um, where they're stuffed and their paws and claws are sizable. Grizzly bears also display other characteristics that can be attributed to good mothers. While the cubs are with their mother, they learn very many important life lessons. The cubs will sit and watch their mom as they hunt for food and catch fish. By watching their mother, the cubs learn skills that will allow them to survive on their own. Isaiah sixty-six thirteen, 13. And God says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you and you will be comforted in Jerusalem. God says he's the God of all comfort. And I just love that he puts these kind of things in there where it's this idea of mom bringing comfort, our God of all comfort. And then this isn't a, a famous quote. This is what I would call a mike But a kiss from mom heals the worst, boo-boo. Our little granddaughter, when she gets hurt, she don't want, if she, her elbow scrapes, she don't want me near her. But oh, Grammy, we, mom, will you kiss it? She don't want anything from, from uh, dad or, or gramps. And then lastly, Solomon gives what is normally that we would call the Proverbs 31 woman. He talks about this in Proverbs 31, beginning in verse 25. Moms are superheroes. That's in a different translation, I I think. Uh, It might be the message translation, but no. uh, He says, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue, and she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is in vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. So moms, we celebrate you today. We celebrate you today. I know that it's one of those times where we take one day, because we sometimes forget because most of us completely don't ever even hardly say thank you or tell our mums we love them. So today, if you're able, if your mom's still around, give mom a call. If you're teenagers and stuff here today, make mom feel really special. Break open that piggy bank and do something nice for them. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next week for another inspirational message. If you're in the East Lothian area, visit us online at haddingtonelamchurch.com for information about how you can join us for our weekly Sunday services.